You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to the Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to welcome you to a thorough Thursday because I know with my guests in the building, we're going to keep it real thorough and give you all these details so y'all can learn about an amazing program going on with poetry. But of course, y'all know it is the top of the show. And I just want to tell y'all, you know, this week has been a phenomenal week. And I'm so glad that this Thursday, uh, it continues in that phenomenal vein because Miss Flows is in the building, y'all. Miss Lowe's is here with me today, joining me in the Black Media Matters studios, another person who has poured into my own lane of creativity. So I'm so grateful to have her here. Uh, but I want y'all to participate with us. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And if you can't watch our TV show, don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network in The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever one is your favorite. Go ahead and search for us. You'll find us there. Um, well, we're going to be diving into a lot because I absolutely adore this person. So we're going to start right now. What up, Miss Flows? What up, Trey? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. As soon as you came on, that's that hostess voice right there. You have been doing so many different things in the world of creativity right here in our community and beyond. I want to talk about your beginnings, though. You know, I think we had you on when we had the morning update show, and that was a, such a long time ago. And so now I get to really just sit with you and talk about all of your influences in creativity. What got you started on this path? Wow. Okay. That's heavy. What got me started on this path is my mother could not afford therapy for her wayward child. So I was taught to write out the thoughts so that they didn't get me slapped in the mouth. You know, and I happened to think in rhyme, so it rhymed. So I started creating these poems for therapy. And it was... 20 plus years later when I decided to do some publicly and have it published. Wow. So that's where I got started. We've never even talked about this. I, know, I, right? I I mean, we've done so many different things together in the on stage, in the creative space. But it's always beautiful to me because we all have something that drew us into it. Right. And there's like this. This is what I love about creative people. Not just because I'm a creative, y'all, because that's obvious, right? But 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 one of the things is that there's something that just always draws us in. Yes. And it comes from such a deep personal place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes for me, for years, it was hard for me to really put my finger on what it was exactly. Because mm -hmm. I was like, I just knew when I saw it that I wanted to contribute right. to that, you know? Yes. And and so you you... I mean, poetry, you have written other kind of works. Just give us yeah. a lowdown because, I mean, your so, roster is long. My mom, um, my mom's like, the she was, I just lost my mom recently. Oh. My mom was like the legal beagle. So all the administrative stuff, all the legal behind the scenes stuff is what my mom showed me, you know, watching her go to college and juggle motherhood, being a single mom and just watching her do it all and take on everything. But 
what was missing was my mother always wanted to and never did have the opportunity to sing. She always wanted to sing. My father was a playwright. And I was told that that was born of my father was the world's worst liar. He was always trying to get out of trouble with my grandma. So he would make up these elaborate stories. And I guess that followed him later. He started to write plays. I was in my first production when I was like seven. And I saw him turn the Wrights Brothers Mansion into a train station. And right now today, all I remember is the train station. That's how real the setting was and all of that. That made me not want to write a play. That made me want to work the backstage. That made me want to get to know the stars on an intimate level. How do you like your lighting? What do you want to hear when you're, when you're talking? Do you want a train in the background? Do you want whistles? What do you need, right? So I dove into that part professionally. I just retired as a stagehand for IATSE. So that's how I started. I wanted to know how to treat people behind the scenes. So I had to be a person behind the scenes and see how hard their work was before I get up on the stage. And just for me to do that one poem for your last show um, at the Paramount, that took a lot of work for stagehands to put that together, the lighting, the sound, all of that, and to make it all pop and happen. And I saw some of my past employees there, some of my past employers. So it's a full circle. It's a full circle. But I, I got started as a form of therapy. I mean, you know, th this is something that is, <laughs> I, you know, it's beyond me because when you think about the world of creativity, a lot of people don't think like that. And, you know, this is why I, we've connected over the years so closely, because same for me, like I, I started like in front of the stage and performing and, and getting like lead roles. And then I was like, yo, like there's something about managing all of this, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. uh, exactly. So I went to Howard for their theater management program. A lot of people were like, you didn't go for musical theater. And I'm like, no, I was in theater management wow. because I wanted to learn the managerial side of it. Cause That's I was something I didn't know. Yeah. See, I was so enthralled by exactly what you're talking about. It was because there's something so specific and special about putting it all together. Yes. I think about that in terms of events too, which we're going to talk about after the break because you have a series of events that are coming up. But, you know, they're, they're, the two kind of play hand in hand when you think about putting on a, a stage production and then putting on events. Tell yes. us about more of your work on the stage because you've yeah. also like written works and produced whole plays. Oh, yeah. And I oh, mean, yeah. I want people to know the full gambit. Okay. So, I mean, I work a lot, so it's kind of <laughs> hard to remember everything you do, but um, right now what I'm doing is I'm hosting um, open mics or jam sessions more so kind of where you get in, where you fit in. So when I host, I call it a jam session because I look at the sign-up list and I do call those people. But if I see a horn player, um, come on up. Because to me, that's a jam session. It's not an open mic. So when they say, Ms. Flows, will you host my jam session? I make it a jam session. So I'm doing that at um, Caballeros in Tacoma and also at the Flight Path in Burien. Most recently, I was hosting at the Esquire in Seattle. Um, in terms of events and productions. I put on theater productions. Trey Holiday was my Sarah Vaughn in my first theater production um, here in Seattle on Langston Hughes stage called Jazzy Blues All Up In My Soul. 
which started as a poem, as all of my theater productions do. They start off poetry and I see the poem and I make it a script and it just grows from there. Um, Jazzy Blues is most special to me, not just because you were in it, but because you gave me a chance when COVID had everything closed and we could not put the production on stage at Langston Hughes at that time. At that time, everybody was doing these podcasts and I wanted to create a theater podcast. And you came down and loaned your voice just for the pot. And I, I totally am just enamored because of it. And so I couldn't think of a better Sarah Vaughn when I got the stage. So I do that. Um, and most recently, I've taken on the task of actually, I can't even call it a task because it's what I love to do. And when you love to do something, it is not work. So I am officially the first African-American liaison for Poetry in Public with Four Culture, which we'll talk about later. Wow. I mean, all the hats, you know. All the hats. I, I was just talking to Lakima Bell yesterday. And again, I, I mean, like, I'm so inspired by y'all. Like the work of women who come before me, who wear all these hats. And people ask me, like, where does you, where do you pull your energy from? How do you do all these things? I'm like, man, everyone I know does a thousand things, yes. has a million jobs. Like they're, they're there in the areas that they need to be for who ever needs them. And that's something that I've experienced firsthand. And so it's only right that I do the same. It's only right that I carry that torch. And it's really an honor, honestly. And as much as my kids now get to see like, okay, man, I like you, you know, you're, Hey, you're in all these nooks and you crannies. Are. You're now showcasing to the next generation of how to do it. And there's just something so special about that in my own experience in life. And I thank you for contributing to that for me. You no. know, I thank you for being as supportive as you are to the arts. I remember when I couldn't figure out what to do because COVID had cut off all my money. And I just started making earrings and you were one of my first customers, by the way. Yeah. Earrings by Miss Flows. No. So I started making leather earrings and you like totally yourself. Artists like Felicia Loud, Latanya Horace, you guys boosted me. Like even Khabibi Monet bought earrings for me. Like everybody bought earrings. And it's it's amazing this the amount of support that you give us all because you sew back into all of us every time you do little shows like this. Everything you do, you show up at events and you you patronize, like Gaston Gear, yes. which we're both wearing. Another beautiful African-American woman doing things in the town. Well, I was just about to say it because, I mean, first off, we are both wearing Miss Anna Gaston gear here, uh, you know, and I, I knew it, too, because when I saw the safety pin, I said, oh, I know exactly what that is. Right. right? But but also that that was what I was going to talk about, because your creativity abounds. You were doing leather earrings. You had a bunch of products that you just started doing. And I was like, yo, you're yeah. like, look, yeah, I got this 3D printer. Now I got this on glasses. I got this. I got journals. I got, I'm like, yeah. yo. I was doing note cards yes. and coffee cups and anything I could to keep the, the history of jazz and black history period just on the mind, right? And then with the Black Lives Matter movement, I had to sew into that. I had lost a nephew that started that movement. So I really wanted to sow into justice and give back to him. His name is Justice. I wanted to give uh, justice his due. So I made these coffee cups, um, Black Lives Matter and his name and Mike Brown and Trayvon Martin and, uh, you know, all those that had been murdered up until that point were on the coffee cups. So everything I do, there's a reason for it. It's not just like, a, oh, this is cute. And I want to 
it's a reason for it. Like I'm sewing back into my community. Well, you are one of the most brilliant minds I know when it comes to history of music. Thank you. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional again, y'all. Because I love Miss Flo so much. I uh, love you know, you too. You, you, uh, are some, you just said it. I mean, she came in, she saw the wall. She's like, oh, I think I know who that is. And, it, you know, th- this is why that oral history and passing it down. And I just, and, and this week has been a, a series of guests who I'm just so inspired by y'all. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so grateful to have you here because I was like, yo, you were telling me stuff about some of the characters we were playing in dark divas and jazzy blues all up in my soul. And I'm like, yo, who knows this? These right? facts about it's these research. Folks. It's research. I am like addicted to black history. I really am since since here. I'm addicted to it. So any project that I take on, I want it to be authentic. Most recently we did um, Once Upon a Jazzy Soul and I portrayed um, Little Mama Jazz and Little Mama Jazz sometimes is Nina Simone, sometimes she's Billy, sometimes she's Ella, just depends on what volume I'm doing during this production. But Little Mama basically is a historian. So right in order to be giving her accurate lines, I have to research. So FYI, all those lines I had you guys say in Jazzy Blues All Up In My Soul were actual quotes from the people you were portraying. My gosh. It's research. It's that level of dedication that gives me the warm and fuzzies, honestly. And and, and honestly, it all ties into what I'm doing now, this poetry. Poetry is powerful, man. Like it really does reach out and grab you everywhere. It just does everything. Um, People like Kibibi Monet. Dr. Mims, Maxine Mims, when she met me, I did a poem called Relax. And she caught, she came over to me. They had given her a makeshift magic wand. She comes over and she touches me on each shoulder. She said, because it seems like you needed permission to fly. So go ahead and fly now. And I've been doing what I do ever since. People like her, Don Mason, Kabibi Monet, those people like really pushed me. But my biggest supporter was my mother, Brenda Howell. That was my biggest supporter. My mom would go, I listened to your CD today, girl. And to hear that from your mom, like, okay, cool. Cause my mother, I know my mother, my mother did not pull punches. And if she didn't like it, she would say so. My mother held me up in everything I did. And I was so proud to do that first play, but it hurt a little bit because I lost my mom two months before I could put it on. She heard the radio production, though, so that one felt good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I just got to thank you for giving your level of brilliance to the world of creativity. And I I feel like I've said that this week often because I've just been around so many of y'all who pour so much into it. We're going to talk all about poetry in public and kudos to your new position there with Four Culture. We're going to talk all about it, y'all. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned because after this short break, we're going to be talking all about poetry in public so y'all can know what's going on and get the lowdown. Y'all don't want to miss it. You're watching The Day with Trey. Trey. When I think about what I would say to a young entrepreneur right now is that there are so many opportunities for growth and learning here in Seattle, Washington and take full advantage of it. There is all kind of training programs, all kind of grant micro lending programs, so many opportunities Please take advantage of all that so that you can get the learning that you need so you have a firm foundation so your business can grow. I learned about the Anew program through many different community organizations. The program, um, they're very good at making sure that you meet the right people, 
My favorite part would have to be the community building um, and also the volunteer opportunities as well. I've been working on my physical health a lot more. I've been intentional about that and they're very big on that. I'm still learning how transformational it is um, because there's just so much opportunity. It's a great program and they will support you. Visit the link at the end of this video to learn more. The Fifth Avenue Theater presents Disney's The Little Mermaid, The Musical. Live on stage this September, Ariel soars above the stage to find the world of her dreams and a life of romance and adventure. Featuring your favorite songs and characters, performing just for you at the beautiful Fifth Avenue Theater in downtown Seattle. Tickets are on sale now. Fun for the whole family to enjoy together and special pricing for groups of 10 or more. Only at the Fifth Avenue Theater. Order today at fifthavenue.org. What's up, everybody? Trey Holiday here, and it is about that time to get our kids back into school. So, of course, it's also a great time to make sure they are up to date on all of their vaccinations. You can find free vaccination events all throughout King County, and they are giving out COVID-19 vaccines, boosters, all the vaccinations you need to make sure your kids are ready to start their school year off right. Go to kingcounty.gov forward slash find a clinic to find a free vaccination event near you. Goodness, this week is a week of getting caught. Welcome back, y'all, to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me in our continuation of her creative exploration is Miss Flows. What up? What's up? Well, we gave a great history of all of the things that you've been doing, from so many different productions to poetry being the the central foundation, and now as the African American liaison for Four Culture, just. Tell us a bit about what that means. First of all, the title itself made me incredibly nervous. <laughs> Let me just start there. It scared the crap out of me. However, I I just dove into it. I got a little letter of uh, intent and I was like, oh, is that what we do? So what I do is, I don't know if you remember Poetry on Buses. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Okay. So Poetry on Buses was kind of like, a broad range. It was like everybody, you know, and very few people from our community submitted because one, I was one of those people didn't know where to go to submit. First of all, I really wanted to be on there. But by the time I saw it, it was too late. That part was the submission process was closed. So this is like a revamp since everything got shut off and affected by the pandemic. Um, so poetry in public gives more of an opportunity. Now it's not just on buses. Um, it's on buses, trains, all metro buses, sound transit, in transit centers, and online. So now it is a huge platform, okay, available for many people. So being the African-American liaison means that I set up workshops and I do other things, um, set up events and things like that to try and draw the African-American community to poetry in public so that our voices can be heard, right? And so that they can create their own places of landing. That is the theme, poetry in public's places of landing. And you can use land as a metaphor or actually choose a landform, which could be a river or a or a mountain, you know, any type of landform that brought about any memory. That's what they want to want you to use as a prompt to write. So I think the idea is something like if you take a breath in, breathe in really slow. That should move your verses or thoughts or emotions across the page slowly. 
but you can also like use a hurricane, right? And come fierce with it, right? But there's a platform. And more importantly, it's a platform for African-Americans as far as I am concerned. So that's what the African-American liaison does. I collect the poetry from the African-Americans in my community. My goodness. It's a lot. <laughs> well, this is so great, though. It because, is. you know, I, I, one of the things that I really appreciate is learning from the past. I mean, if if there was obviously, you know, a low amount of submissions of creative works yes. from Black folks, yes. when they started this, it's clear that there was some work they needed to do to open up that gateway and ensure Absolutely. that folks were informed. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad that you're here to inform us, but also that it's you, you know, because there's something about having the right person in a position that then opens up the doors for so many. And it's because you and your dedication in the creative community that you know a lot of creative people. I do. You've come across amazing poets. You have hosted so many of these jam sessions where you are getting in contact with even new poets at times. Mm -hmm. So the idea that they understood your level of dedication and said, look, we, we don't know. We need to get an expert in. Absolutely. You know, that's also really key and imperative to really change a lot of these systems that hold us back. What are some of the things that you're the most excited for in this role and with Poetry in Public, this new iteration? Well, I'm excited because I get to kind of revamp myself as a coordinator of poetry. I started off as the literary coordinator for Festival Sanjata. So that's why I first got my feet wet in bringing African-American poets to the, to the surface. So in that since that time, which was 2008, I believe, when I started that, since that time, I have grown as a poet myself, but I've met so many different other poets through uh, African-American Writers Alliance, through the Griot Party. Um, being affiliated with those two groups in particular brought a whole new light to poetry to me. It brought healing, right, as a, as a piece of it. It's healing. So my workshop, Poetic Landings, I touch on your feelings but as well as keeping you in line with the theme for the poetry in public, because I really want as many people as possible to take part in this. And what was refreshing is the last workshop I did at Douglas Truth Library, uh, I had three people submit, but one of them was eight years old. And she's already a member of the African-American Writers Alliance. Come on now, that's what I'm talking about. Reaching out to the future generations, absolutely. Wow. So that's my inspiration right there. I can reach seniors who always wanted to write but never considered themselves a poet that's what this platform is about everybody can be a poet even you this is for everybody see well that's for me that's one of the things that i think is so key about what you're doing and the reach that you have to be able to connect with multiple generations bringing them in but also that that takes uh, another layer of like thought you know, because yes, it's, it sometimes it's like, oh, I just want to do this thing. I'm going to I'm going to give these workshops, whoever comes. But you're like, no, I'm going to be even more specific. And so how are you taking this opportunity out there? How are people learning about this? So I have really gotten good at creating Instagram reels. <laughs> so my last uh, workshop, I created this dope Instagram reel where I went and got spaceships landing. Um dogs parachuting and landing, the landing of a staircase, all different types of landforms, right? And then 
me landing, like jumping in the air and landing. And this is all part of my commercial, so to speak, for the workshop so that I can inspire people to come to the workshop. Um, I'm putting little blurbs out there like, do you remember poetry on buses? Did you ever want to be involved? Have you ever had a poem? You just wanted the world to hear it. Little things like that. Anything that I can think of that may inspire someone to write because the poem can go from one to 50 words. So it's one to 50 words. The theme is places of landing and the author is you. Anybody can do this, right? So Instagram, Facebook, word of mouth. I printed out little flyers, pass them out. I do a writer circle for Hugo House, uh, Writes with Hugo House. I do that at Douglas Truth uh, Library once a month. That's another way that I promote. Get your poetry on there. But making these reels almost daily and sending them out, just getting the feedback from the reels lets me know somebody's seeing this and someone's hearing it. And then to have a full workshop, that was amazing. I've never had a full workshop or writer circle, and I had a full workshop. So the word is getting out there and people really want to submit. My God. And then, you know, we asked Converge Media to put us on. Yeah. Ah. Well, you know, anytime you have something going on, I mean, the day with Trey is here for you because we're all about the uplift and Converge Media is all about the uplift. And honestly, it's something that I get so excited to be able to do and to offer because we all have what we, you know, how we contribute mm -hmm. to our community. And I love to be able to contribute in that way. You know, I mean, obviously this opportunity is out there right now. Look right there. Let the folks know. I mean, how do they, guys, how do they get plugged in? You got to go to four culture.org. Follow the prompts. Everything is there for you. Even the submission form for culture.org. Poetry in public is the program. Submit, submit, submit. Ah, oh, Miss Flows, if folks want to follow you and, and find you at one of these jam sessions, how do they do that? Have mercy. If you want to follow Miss Flows, I am on Facebook. I am still on MySpace. I know people don't know that exists anymore, but it's out there. I'm on Facebook, MySpace, YouTube. I'm out there. Google my name, M-I-Z-F-L-O-E-S, and follow me. Oh, Ms. Flows, thank you for everything you're no, doing. No, Trey Holiday, thank you. Everybody give big ups to Trey Holiday. Oh. This is one hard working individual and one of the most underrated artists in Seattle. This is a vocalist. This is an actress. This is a poet. This woman is all that and 50 bags of chips. Don't let her tell you no different. <laughs> oh, I love you to the moon and I back. I love you back. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Got me blushing over here on my own show. Uh, I get to wrap up all of this greatness and all this love right after this short break, y'all. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. The new COVID-19 updated booster provides the best protection available right now. So don't wait. Stay safe this summer and get your updated booster today. To find a free vaccine provider near you, go to kingcounty.gov forward slash vaccine. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. One in every 500 African Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One in three African American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One 
appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to thank my guest, Ms. Flows, for being here in the building. Y'all, I, you know, it's something so special about someone who wears so many hats, does so many things, pours out creativity in so many different ways, and really benefits so many people. So I'm so glad that we got time to dive into her background and give y'all kind of the journey that is Miss Flows to get to where she is today, to be bringing you the opportunity of poetry in, pub, in public. If you you are someone who's wanted to get into poetry, didn't know how. If you know of someone who writes phenomenally and needs this opportunity, please make sure that they know. And of course, I'm inspired by her. I, I have such a great connection with her outside of this space that I get to be inspired by her on the regular, but especially what she shared today about her journey and about how excited she is to bring this opportunity into the community so that Black people, African Americans, here are participating in this iteration of poetry in public. Now I'm telling y'all, if you if you are not inspired, I don't know what inspires you. I'm just trying to make sure y'all feel the vibes that we are feeling right here in the studio. So please be inspired, y'all. You too can be a part of some amazing solutions that are being crafted all around you just by tapping into them. Thank you so much for watching today and for me until tomorrow, y'all at 11 Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.